Welcome to another edition of Coffee with WIT Kevin and Son. This is the fourth episode of the man who will be president or who wants to be president, my good friend, Sid McNary. This is another episode of Talking with Kevin and Son and the People You Should Know. This episode is brought to you by RMK Productions and the 10 United Podcast Network. Our mission is very simple. Through the power of your story, we want to uplift through your voice the everyday person, inspire and share stories and experiences and perspectives using the framework and teaching and learning. Our purpose is very simple, hope, helping other people every single day. Today, I'm sitting down again for the fourth time. He's a repeat offender. and will probably be on a couple more times with the way things are going on in this world. Is my good friend, Sid McNary. He is a presidential candidate. He is a best-selling author of The Search for the Perfect Wave. He is a gifted father, present in his children's life. He is a husband of Sid McNary. And because Sid is all about the people, and he wants to be the voice of the people, be the change that we need. We are dedicating this episode in this series to answering and addressing some of the questions we all want to have. So with that said, Sid, welcome back. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. And I I, I do want to correct you because you said I'm the husband of Sid McNary and my wife's name is Liz. I, I meant Liz. I'm <laughs> sorry. Did I say that right? Well, good. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. Here's another one. I want to add this. And this isn't about me. This is about you. Congratulations on the new book. I've started it. I appreciate it. I think it's great when people bring stuff forward that lifts up the world in a great way. So thank you for doing that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You can give the title if you want to. Cheap. <laughs> no, I let me grab it right here on my desk. That's all right. Anyway, but I, I think a lot of people there don't do you know, yep. the only thing I'm disappointed in this is this blank on the inside. It's not signed to me. You know, you know Rich, so I ordered it, so that's fine. The, the world the is not ready for you by Kevin McLemore. There yeah. it is. What do you think about the artwork? Because I did all the illustrations. I love it. I love it. Liz and I were talking about, she was like, is Kevin an artist? I was like, yeah, I didn't know he was this good, though. But yeah, it's like that. It's good. Uh I always, when people ask me if I'm my artist, I said, today I was. I don't know about tomorrow. We'll see. Right. right. But Sid, I, I still, you know, I, I shake my head. And like I said, you're one of probably one of the most best looking friends that I have. Why do you want to be president? Every president that I, I've seen comes in a young man that's virile and, you know, he's got a lot of gum for him. He walks over, he ends his presidency, bent over, hunched over, like carrying the world, the weight of the world on his head, gray hair and everything else. And, um, I don't know. I don't know if the world's ready for you, you know, and that's why I, I wrote that book. We got to get the world ready for you. But there's so much going on. There's so many issues. It's just not one or two things. When we talk about, you know, corruption, um, being transparent about that, arms control. We talk about the climate and environment. We talk about uh, combating uh, drugs and terrorism. We talk about uh, economic prosperity and uh, trade policies. And it goes on and on and on. And now we've got, you know, war going on in two different parts of the world. And everyone's looking for us to help. You know, Sid, seriously, man, you want to, you want this job? Man, you know, here's the thing. 
I, I, I just got back from uh, training global leaders. And one of them came after me, just, you know, had to clean up. I, I often look at it like this. We got to clean up our own side of the street before we start trying to clean up other people's sides, right? I agree. And so when it comes to training global leaders, I'm I'm going to start there first. Like, let's get all of your stuff out of the way so that when you meet someone else, you're not, you don't have a wall up in between you and them of your stuff so you can just see who you're working with. So I've been through some interesting moments when people are just like, you're just another one of those guys just trying to tell me what to do and blah, blah, blah. No, that's 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 not me. You haven't seen me yet. So when it comes to uh, taking on this to become president, for me, this is a natural progression. Easy for me in that sense. I'm okay stepping into and helping people find common ground and live in a better way. That's what I do. That's what I've been doing since I left coaching football is traveling the world, helping people learn to live together. So it doesn't seem like something way outside of the box for me. You know, it's, I'm not coming from just coaching football to moving forward. I'm, I'm right here. I'm not, I'm not even sure. Did you just see that, that thumb come up? I just saw that. Yeah. I don't know how these things are coming up on my, on my computer, but they seem to like what I'm saying. So I'm going to go with it. Uh, All right. Yeah. So for me, it's a natural progression. It's I'm ready for this. I know that like I'm ready to sit into and help bring order back to the chaos that we have in our leadership, that chaos of, you know, people yelling across conversations in in Supreme Court and in Congress and at what point are we going to say, okay, we got to demand better of our leaders? And that that's what I want to do. I, I really want to do that. Early on when we started these conversations, I was still kind of learning to pulse. Is this really where I want to go? Well, yeah, I'm ready. I, I know that. I'm ready to go take this on. So I'm excited about it. You, you know, I've been a registered voter um, since I was 18 years old. I'll be 65 in December, December 10th. and in our family, it was part of our duty in order to be a voter, to have our voice heard. When I first started voting, it used to be you put the best person in office. Now it's all about putting the best party that serves your needs and not the people's needs in, in the office. You talk about peace and bringing peace together and bringing people together. How are you going to do that when people are in a line and have drawn a strong line? Matter of fact, it's not a line anymore. It's a freaking ditch between um, parties. And if I don't get my way, then I'd be from getting your way. And it's on both sides, Democrats and Republicans. How do you feel that void being an independent? Well, first and foremost, it's it's staying out of the parties. You know, for me, that's how I see it. By staying out of the parties, now I can actually take the best of what's good for the people and come up with the answer to move forward from there. I think differently than most people. And that, and that's a blessing for me because I come to first of all, listening, which doesn't happen with people today. Most people, I listen to people first and then I let it process and look, all right, what's, what's the true North for me? The, my true north is 
how do I bring peace forward no matter what? And and that may that may look like a lot of different ways, some ways that I don't even want to talk about because otherwise I'll have to bring those forward immediately. Yet that's what it is. And, and we don't even have that conversation happening with these leaders. It's as we sit there with, um, you know, I just watched the debates. How often were they saying we're going to bring peace to the people? We're going to we're going to make sure that we're taking care of these people. It was all about all this other stuff. And to me, that that's the that's part of the problem. We don't have anybody speaking for the people and saying, I'm going to bring it and make a better quality of life for the people here. That conversation so so far removed makes no sense to me to say that someone should be leading the people when you're not even speaking about the people. And that's because, and this is strictly my opinion, it's not the voice of RMK Productions, this is strictly Kevin McLemore. The P, when you talk about the people, is you talk about profit on both sides. It is the the generator, the motivator. It is the the sale on your your boat. The reason why each party is going whichever direction they say they need to go in in order to to turn a profit. We know the people that one percent that make the economy go around. They're the people that make the decisions. We talked about this be before, you know. Um, I don't mean to offend anyone, but I'm only calling it from the person on the sideline. Uh, I don't. I don't think there's there's a the Democrats, the Republicans, or anyone, like one one book I was reading, they said that you want to know where organized crime is? Go vote. How are you going to stay out of that lane and, and being to have your soul bought in order to, to have one or two issues that you are passionate about pass? Well, I, first and foremost, I'm calling on, and this is what, you know, you've you're one of those people that has said will you run in 2024 you can't wait till 2028 and many other people have brought that to me i'm calling on the people right now everybody that's listening i'm saying okay well then get active because if i'm gonna put myself in that kind of limelight in that space and have to stand i need other people behind me that are ready to go too because otherwise they'll just come shoo me off to the side like they have a lot of other people, and then I have to negotiate. I need the people to wake up, the people to say, okay, how do we get our country back? And that's everybody. Like At the end of the day, I do believe that we all want love. We all want happiness. We all want peace. Well, when are we going to start demanding it as the people, which looks like making a vote, which looks like getting out and promoting the people and the things that we know we want to have going forward. And now let's pull that stuff together. And that that's really how I see it. I, I feel like the only way to do it is to stay out of the parties. And that's not for me, that's not saying that the parties are bad because on one side, we have this perspective on another side, we have this perspective and it's great to have both of those perspectives so we can get to the middle ground that allows us all to come forward and move together for the higher purpose of all. But you, you have to look at the way the system is set up. I mean, you and I both know of men of color. There's a system in place that is there's a roadblock in order uh, in front of us in order for us to achieve what we want to achieve. You and I are different individuals. 
no matter what the roadblock is or whatever, we find some way to get through it, get around it, or to get under it. Um, we're, we're that one, 1% one of melanated people. There are systems that, been, that are being in place of people in power that's preventing people from voting, making it inconvenient for people to vote. And then you have states like the state that I live in, Pennsylvania, that we are taking away women's rights, but women women are voting for people that are taking away their women's rights. How do we change the mindset and how do we show that there's value in your vote when most people that are registered voters don't vote because they think their vote doesn't count? Explain to me, how does your vote not count? And how do you get people to believe that? Well, we got to get people to believe and know that their vote does count. And part of that is, you know, on Mondays, 8 p.m., we just started a uh, TV show that's been going for the last month that'll continue. And I dedicated my time to teaching people how to have peace, teaching people the laws of the universe. There is things that move. There's a system that's un underrides everything. All those trees back behind me that are still green, there's a system running that makes everything come forward. Now, this is why the vote counts, because we've got to have people in play that are able to know how the systems of the universe really work and then put those into action. One of those things is the power of thought. When I look at marketing the way it is now today, you know, they used to have to do it back when we were younger, they would put a Marlboro ad up and they would sneak in, you know, hidden messages, right? They'd write sex, they'd write Coca-Cola. They'd write these things that you didn't even know were there in front of you. Now they don't even have to hide. They are telling people this in this country, one of the few countries that allows people to advertise pharmace pharmaceuticals to tell you what you need to take before you even know if you're sick. We have to know how to operate in that way to say, okay, I'm not, I'm not just letting you put in my brain everything you want so that I buy into. We are the consumers. We have to learn to stop consuming everything that someone just wants us to do so they can pad their pockets. And, and so for me, the 1% of people that know, okay, this is a thought process. This is how it works. Now we have to actually teach everybody else we have to begin to teach the next generation. We have to keep continue to teach. And that's why it's so important for us to get out and, and start spreading this message. And that those that follow, that follow it, believe in it, they've got to begin to spread it more than word of mouth. We've got to, you know, we've got this social media stuff. We got to start putting it out. We got to search to sharing more. We have to care more about where we want to go. And that starts with each of us spreading our own message. You brought up social media, and this is my my fear with social media, because now we got AI. People can take this interview and literally retrain AI to have you say anything and everything that they want you to say and use this interview against you. No matter how positive this conversation is, when you talk about so social media, it used to be a tool. It used to be entertainment. Now it's a tool that controls um probably 90% of every single person on this planet. I've got people that pay, pays hundreds of dollars in order to have a fancy membership. And 75% of them come in and they sit on a piece of equipment, taking up time 
going through their social media instead of lifting weights and getting in shape. I know you don't have that in your yoga class, but one of my biggest things is my clients, none of them are allowed to have their phone with, with them. How do you combat how it's been trained? Now, there's a book called Hooked, individual that helped bring into line, taught Amazon how to, to do our emotional triggers to have us continue to buy when we really don't need stuff. How do you untrain the human mind to, to have their mind and their heart to, to connect? How, how do we get I mean, beyond that? The way we've been doing it is we have our program. That's a 12 month curriculum. Now, am I going to be able to get that to everybody across the world? No, they're, they're likely, heck, the Bible's not in everybody's house, right? And yet it's the number one selling book. So how do I do that? As you learn it, I have to empower you to be the example and to speak it forward for someone else. And that's, that's what it looks like for me. The more people know, the more they have to spread it. When it comes to this idea of AI, I know when, you know, I've got the book coming out in March and certain things, it couldn't even, it couldn't even edit for me certain words because it would say, I'm not allowed to use that word. That word is not blah, 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 blah. So it's been programmed. Now, AI, if you tell it, you are not allowed. I'm not sure that it would do it. So we have to learn what, uh, what it actually is doing. And when it looked, when I, since 2014, I have on every social media platform that I have, I say, this is copywritten and trademarked. Don't touch it. And I've not had those problems. So I wonder if that's, there may be a way for us to stop it within the system, you know, copyrights, trademarks, things like that. Does that stop it from being allowed to take it? Because a lot of, you also have the, space that uh celebrities have never done that have never tried to trademark their stuff because they're celebrities they want to spread and now do we just start bringing in the system to combat the system we have to look at how is everything working in accordance and how do we bring that together to protect ourselves for a greater tomorrow that's how i see it gotta read I think on that that part of the conversation, um, the settlement of the uh, second after strike, I think they probably addressed that because that was probably um, one of the big sticking points um, in that is their their image, their likeness and their voice and so forth. Can it be used without um, them being um, compensated for it? But um, I, I think at some point and, I, you know, please forgive me for saying this. It has to be regulated. And at some point, the government has to be able to put things in place that basically says, no, you can't do. Because basically, you know, from what I understand it, and I'm not 100%, you know, versed on it, so I'm a little ignorant to it. It's, AI is predicated and, and functions strictly on data. And the data that's supplied to it is by man, our system. Now, who controls the, the data? Is it something we want to know? or something we need to know, or someone that wants us to know something that it is not actual factual. You know, we've got, you know, our government, people in government trying to erase history. Um, and instead of telling our, our children our, our history, we are reinvented history, which I don't think that's possible. Um, uh, and I don't know why we're going to do that. I think every American should have the right to, to, to know 
everything about it. Our country is by far, of any place else in the world, probably one of the greatest places to be. But we do have a black eye. We do have some secrets. We do have some stories that need to be told that no one wants to tell. But in order for anyone to come to their own sense of, of well-being in their position, let them all know the facts. And then let, let's go ahead and live with that person based on how they, they decide at that point. Now, I heard a rumor that there are a group of people that want some guy by the name of Rock to run for president. You know, you look like a um, beginning version of Rock. You know, <laughs> your shirt doesn't, you know, hold hold back two of the buttons that wants to explode and whatever. But you got that million dollar smile. You got that personality. Are we in a position right now that we're so fed up with pol politics that we think the Rock can change it? Or do we think Sid can change it? Well, you know, honestly, I don't know The Rock outside of Fast and Furious and Hobbs and whatever that other one was and, and you know, the different things that he's done on, on screen. Ronald Reagan, he came off a of screen, right? Yeah. Yep. Wink. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wrestling. But then I brought. Uh, football. You know, the things that, that he's done that way that, that the public knows about. What I don't, this is my own personal opinion. What I don't like is that both sides of the aisle have both tried to recruit him, which to me says, because I like looking at, all right, what's really happening? I knew this was a possibility when he had the TV show that ends with him becoming president. He had, uh, what's his name? Um, Deion Sanders says, hey, The Rock is, he could easily be president because he has 300 million followers. Well, this ain't a popularity contest. This is, okay, who is going to make us better for what's needed today so that tomorrow when the next person comes in, we can move beyond. To me, we need peace. So that's why that's why I'm in this. We need peace in this world. If we had peace, I'd I'd still go around and just do what I do and help help people where I help people. Now we need it full countrywide. I mean, we can look at well, yeah, we can look at San Francisco and and how the the their city is falling apart. We can look at what's still happening with the Native Americans in, Black, in the Black Hills. We can look at Flint, who doesn't have water. All these things, how are we going to get there? And that, to me, I'm not sure that 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 voting of a popularity contest is going to help us move forward. We need someone like myself that has been doing it what they're saying they're going to bring to the table. I've been teaching peace since as long as I can remember, even when I was coaching football. So that's who I am. That's my track record. And I, I stack that against anything that anybody's bringing forward because most people are just talking about more of the same old stuff. And if you're going to jump in the ring with either side of that fence, it's more of the same old stuff. And for me, I feel that the next generation, the people that are in college, the people that are in high school, the kids that are in middle school and, and beyond back, they deserve something different than what we're about to leave them if we stop right here with the same old stuff. Yeah, I, I honestly think when you look at the fact that when you talk about The Rock, I've been reading, well, I just finished reading Trevor Mohat's uh, book, It Takes What It Takes. He was Russell Wilson and a group of other people, mindset coach. Mm. And he, he talks about neutral thinking as not necessarily positive attitude, not necessarily 
negative attitude is like what we feel when we are athletes and we get in that zone. When we're not worrying about winning, we're not worrying about losing, we're worrying about just existing and getting things done. Neutral thinking. And I think the reason why, and this is just personal again, you know, having someone like The Rock, all right, he's a public figure, will draw, will drive people to the uh, the polls to, to vote. If you get the masses out, because we all get excited about the new Apple phone, I don't know if people still line up to get the new Apple phone or whatever, because I think they finally figured it out. They wait the following day. They don't have to stand in line at all. But anyway, there was a mindset that you had to get it first. And people didn't realize that there's 4,000 people out there. There's no way you're going to be first. And first got the same benefit from the phone as the person that was 4,000. We haven't, I don't know what's going on with people, but that's the way we think. We're all last, you know, when you, when you look at it. But I, I think of having a celebrity, you you want to bring more power to the people because you bring more attention to the story. The biggest thing is, and the reason why I have you on this show, I believe in your platform. You know, I don't think, and I'm actually personally tired of having our children go and fight in a war that we don't profit from as individuals, but we make the ultimate sacrifice. You got 19 and 21 year olds that are not coming home from a war that our parents are not benefiting from, and their parents are living in squalor, and we're sacrificing because our children think they're going to make a difference. But, you know, the politician is not losing sleep over it on either side of it. They will go over and put a, a, a reef on there, and they'll go back and, and ship sip champagne, you know, eight hours later and whatever, forget that story has ever been told. I'm not saying they don't care. I think they do care. But again, it's all profit. We, we've got something going on in the Middle East that's been going on for thousands of, of years. And as long as you continue to slaughter innocents, there's always going to be someone that wants revenge. How do you get peace when no one wants peace? And the people that are profiting from it are not the people on the front line. We do the same thing in our, in our country. And not to the extent, not that we know of, because we've got some secrets. How do you how do you get world peace, or is that even possible? Well, I think we can look at the examples of countries that have had revolutions peacefully. You know, where they picked up the phone and everybody showed up. They came out of their homes, and enough of them came out. So when it comes to this space of no one wants peace, I think we have to start there. We have to actually. T- tell the the truth of the matter is you and I want it. So someone does. So do other people that I know, other people that you know, we have to get those people active and talking. They have to come out. They have to stand up and it, it can be peaceful. I also look at, let's recognize the fact that we are putting money into going to hurt other people when we can take that money and take care of the people that are here. Fact number 2022, $877 billion spent on war when we weren't even in war. $877 billion, and we still haven't taken care of the water in Flint. We haven't figured out how to take these empty houses in San Francisco and make sure that the homeless now have a place to live so that we don't have to have an app that shows you where people are pooping in, in, the, in the town so that you don't go there and and get too many fumes from the pu- the human feces on the ground, we've got to do better. And that, I'm calling on the leadership. like, And I'm calling on people 
because it's all of us. If we are sitting around and letting it happen, we are part of the problem. We have to demand better. We have to do better. And that starts with each and every one of us, myself included, looking like, all right, it's time for me to start really getting out there and speaking about what's going on and motivating the people that are sitting at home, worried about their children in school, worried about whether or not they're going to come home safely. Well, then you can't just sit around and, and just be worried. You got to actually do something. And so I'm calling all everybody forward that, that whether I win it or not, I'm going to go out and I'm going to continue to call people forward and say, all right, when are we going to do better so we can have better? That's everybody. And demand better are those that we call our leaders. Like you can't, you can't be my leader if you're taking me somewhere I don't want to go. I, that's not, that's not it anymore. We've got to actually say, all right, where do you want to take us as a leader? Oh, that's where I want to go. You're my leader. I'll follow that, but stop following these people that are going in a place we don't even want to go. Doesn't make sense. Now, I, I'm going to lighten this up a little bit, and I just want you to think about this. Chris Rock said in one of his standups, he goes when he's talking about gun control and crime in the inner cities, he says that if you made bullets solid gold, he said people would think about before they 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 um fired off around in into someone else. I mean, think about this. I mean, it, it kind of makes some sense. If you're walking around yourself as an individual with $2 million worth of bullets that are solid gold, how many rounds do you think you're going to fire off? And how many rounds the other side thinks they're going to fire off? Right, right. Yeah, I mean... I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, good if, if I was a military person, I had $2 million of... Uh, of uh, ammunition that would go and the other side, I would partner up with the other side and get a vacation home someplace on Tropic Islands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, um, we just got to do better, man. We got to do better. We're, we're, we're no longer cavemen. It's time to stop behaving like cavemen. Like really like we're, we're now people that actually have the ability to think and should know that my thoughts are creating my reality going forward. Now that if I know that, then I got to start putting it out the way I want it. You know, I got to start demanding that. Now, Mr. President uh, to be, and I'm going to call you Mr. President because I I prefer to, to have you one day be able to say that um, I got a chance to talk. This will be my second time talking to a president to be. Donald Trump was the first person, and no, just because I I, I did work with him, whatever. <clears throat> I'm not a big fan. He never got my vote. But you yourself, January 10th, I, I have a speaking engagement in front of 700 students um, from sixth grade to a graduating class of high school. The two topics that they want to talk about is for MLK Day. Um, is being different and Kurt. Now, my biggest problem with education is I think the education system, and this is personal again, it's not the views of RMK production. And I hate that I have to say that because there's so many people that are going to come after you. I think it needs to be revamped because we are graduating employees, not people. And because of no child being left behind, we're advancing kids that need a little bit of help. I am a victim of a system that allowed me to go through because I was an athlete and not get the education that I should have. Not saying that I didn't get a good education, but I had a learning disability. It was undiagnosed. 
and I suffered until the day that I decided enough was enough. And I taught myself to read while I was in college, taught myself to write while I was in college. I want to be honest with these kids, but when I understand that courage is an emotion, is something that speaks from the heart, and being different is a definition on how we view ourselves and how we the world. How do I speak to, to a group of kids that's been educated, knowing that there's a system in play that the education is not to their benefit? When they graduate, not knowing how to run a business, not knowing how to um, do a spreadsheet, and we're just looking to graduate people that could pass and get grades on a test score. How do we, how do we revive that, revitalize and pump air and life into a system that our kids will thrive from? How do we do that? Well, when you charge, got to get back to empowering people to think. You know, and not. Right now, people are being told how to think and where to think and when to think and all that. Yet, we've got to get back to empowering people to think for themselves and then move accordingly. That, to me, is the starting point to make sure that that the, the youth now are thinking for themselves and making choices that guide in the direction they want to go. An example is, okay, I, you know, we both played sports. You played in professional in the NFL. You couldn't be on heroin and say you want to go be an NFL player. Like you might be one out of everybody that's ever played that might sneak through like that. And for the most part, you have to make choices that allow you to do that. So I think that's, that's it. Children want to have xyz whatever xyz is to them now what are those choices going to look like along the way i think that's important that's that's what i taught my football players that's what i teach people today all right what, what do you want the end result to be now if your end result when i was coaching football your end result putting 23 guys in the nfl end result was getting there okay at the end of the night I shouldn't have to hear about you at the at the bar on the last call because you've already made the choice that you want to go to the NFL. Then you're doing things accordingly. You're going to class. You're you're making sure you're eating correctly. You're you're taking care of business in every way possible to get you to where you want to go. We have to help people think better so they're empowered to make choices that move them in the direction they want to go. So that that's what I would go with with the children is, OK, what do you want? Now, how do we how do we get there? How do you make those choices that are empowered thought process to move forward? But but how do we get the people that are responsible for um, our education, the people in government? How do we get that to change? We we all know that other countries are doing better when it comes to educating our, our children. And we are using some that's dated, archaic. Um, how do we get that change and how do we convince the people that are responsible basically and the reason why i'm saying is i spoke to a, a school teacher and all she did was shake her head and the things that we're, we're teaching our children and she is saying because she gets a paycheck it's a waste of her time but she wants to teach you know how many teachers i spoke to that want to teach and to prepare our children and each and every last one of them i have not spoke to one educator that has basically said our kids are not prepared for the real world 
Yeah, I I would agree with that. I, our children are prepared to be inundated by softwares and computers, and and yet the people that make them won't even let their children be inundated with it. So for me, the first thing I would say is it's we are the ones, the stewards sure. of children to come. We have to actually vote in people that are wanting what we can see as a possibility for the future. We've got to really do that. And that that means activating everybody to go care enough to vote for the children. Now, the people that are about to vote, they're 16, right? They're 16 years old. They have Mm -hmm. to be educated on making choices for themselves that when they turn 18, they, they vote for what they desire. Then in 2028, those kids are now um, 12 years old. We've got to educate them now. Like we've got to, we've got to do a better job making sure that people that are younger have the proper tools to make choices for themselves that are empowered for their own future because they are the ones. That's why voting is so important because at 12 years old, when you're thinking about two cycles from now, they got to vote. So we've got to educate them earlier uh, on making choices like that. You go to other countries, five-year-olds are actually active and doing things and make walking around in society and going to the grocery store, doing all the stuff here at home. They're just given, given all the stuff they want. You know, we got to, we can do better by helping children be empowered to know how to choose for themselves as the future unfolds. Now, I have a couple more questions before we wrap up. The first thing I want to do, because there's there are there are going to be some people that want to reach out to you. So if you don't mind, in detail, how do people get in touch with you? Well, first is go to the website. Uh, it's on the corner of my of my picture here at sidmcnary.com. Uh, people can go there, you know, just my name.com. Can also go if you're ready to plug into creating your own inner peace or spreading peace, go to artofpeacefulliving.com. And that, that helps somebody get in that way. And all the social medias, you find Sid McNary, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, which is now X Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, you, you name it, you go find it, Sid McNary. All right. All right. So I have three quick, three more questions. Um, and I'll, I'll table those one. Um, your takeaway on the most recent uh, Republican um, debate and the exit of um, Congressman um, Tim Scott. Um, I want to talk about um, climate control um, because glaciers are turning to ice cubes. I'm going to get your feeling on that and how we take care of Earth. And the last, probably the last question is that um, what do you want people to take away from this interview? So the first question is um current republican de- debate what was your feelings on that? and what do you think about um the exit of tim scott well first i'll say all of them all of the republican debates it's interesting that the person that's leading never had to show up so why is that I'm, I'm not what's interesting to me is he didn't have to show up because they 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 didn't even know how to play the game. So the game was dictated that I don't even need to show up. You guys aren't even putting any pressure on anything because they were up there fighting with each other as opposed to actually saying what they could bring to the table and it really do. 
that that's how it looked shaped up for me as I was watching. It's like, okay, well, I listened to Vivek. I listened to all these different people. What are you actually going to do? And even with the business savvy that Vivek has, it just often came, seemed to me to be very youthful in knowing how to think and make choices to move forward. So then everybody debunked him pretty quickly. And then when it comes to Tim Scott, yeah, it's time to get out because it wasn't going to work. You know, let me, let me ask you this, this question. This is, this is personal. I've always wondered when politicians that are sitting in a seat in the white house are talking about what they're going to do if they get elected, why have they done it? Why they were elected? They're already in a position to make these changes. Why are they going to wait till they get elected? Is that right. just blowing smoke in my butt, calling it a campfire? Or what is that? Well, I, for me, this wait till I'm elected, that's why I'm like, no, I, I'm pushing, I'm bringing peace right now. And I think that's that's where, to me, it's, all right, what have you done that's going to show what you are saying you're going to do? That may be the easiest way for us to debunk why these presidents are going, these people are getting elected and they don't even get the stuff done that they say they're going to get done because they're too busy trying to be a politician and not actually putting boots on the ground and doing whatever they say they're going to do. I am here to say, I'm going to bring peace. (laughs) That's what I do every day. So I'm going to continue my own personal track record and build it. And if they say that, you may need a billion dollars to win presidential election uh, for 2024. You give me a billion dollars. I've done so much for peace that people are just like, Hey, that's our guy. So I'm calling BS on how we're run. We're allowing people to navigate the system that we're electing them anyway. Okay. Let's say hypothetically, uh, Donald Trump's a guy. And he says he's going to change change the country and do all well why why hasn't he yet you got all that money i I agree with you he has changed the country racial tensions been been higher there's been a bigger disparity between the those that have and have not the middle class um i don't even know if they exist anymore it's just probably two class you know the ones that have it all and the ones that wish they had it all um and you know what we thought and what i thought Racism was was gone. It's a, a normal conversation. Sexism has, has arrived. Women are taking a back seat. To it. He's done it. He's done exactly what he says. He's going to make America great again when, you know, men that didn't have great thought or great vision had a position. I I, I heard I, a saying. Do you do you know where the uh, the phrase um, "just do it" came from? Mm. Oh, you don't know that. I mean, well, you're talking back. With for Nike, Nike with, yeah, with the track race and all that, yeah, that's it. it came from. Yeah, yep. There, there was a uh, a young man that was sentenced to death, and um, was uh, sentenced to death by fire squad. And when the warden asked him, um, did he have any last words? He says, "Come on, man, just just do it. Just get it over it." And a reporter that happened to work in the marketing department used that phrase, "Just do it." Do you know where um, the rule of thumb, which is still on the books, came from? The rule of thumb, and you can Google this. I asked um, Alexis, and I hope she doesn't answer this. 
um, where this comes from. A man can only beat a woman with a stick no thicker than his thumb. That's where the rule of thumb came from. And in some countries, that is still legal. In five states, including Louisiana, is one of the five. There, a couple years ago, I think two years ago, in an election, they were they had to take off legalized slavery, the books. And because it wasn't promoted, it was five to one that Louisiana wanted to support slavery. So in Louisiana to this day, in 2023, slavery exists on the books. Wow. Wow. I didn't know this rule of thumb. That's, yeah, I never heard that one. Yeah, to someone we were talking about, I think they're called idiosms or something like that. We were talking about that. And I had just read in the book, um, um, It Takes Whatever It Takes, when um, the young man, Trevor Moet, brought it up and, to, and, and mentioned that. I didn't know that. And I had to Google it. So if Google says it, it's real, hey, it's got to be real. You know, that's about it. So we're talking about ice cubes that used to be called glaciers. We, we can talk about some people believe there's, there's no such thing as global warming. There's many politicians that said that there's no such thing as global warming. They're wasting um, billions of dollars on research and doing it. So they're defunding people that's trying to prove it right. But I also know from firsthand experience, when we shut down, the world shut down. There was plant life that didn't exist before that came back to life. We had waterways that were polluted that started to self-clean themselves. We had species of animals that had never been seen before that showed up. When the country st stopped and, and we stopped polluting, we start let the environment heal itself. But we don't believe there's global warming. How do you have this conversation? Um, and I do have one more question for you. How do you stop? Um, how do you entertain this conversation to get people to make sense and care about Mother Earth? Well, I think for me, everything had a purpose on Earth. Everything that has been put here has been allowed by the create creator of Earth. So I like how, can't remember the guy's name for CNN, his philosophy was save everything. And so he began to save the buffalo. And when he saved the buffalo... The buffalo, and they brought them back. Eventually, uh, in Yellow, I think it was in Yellowstone Park, they were saving wolves. The wolves eventually tracked all the way th through. They realized, wait a minute, the buffalo is what they wanted to go eat, right? So they they tracked to the buffalo from California to Montana, and along the way, wolves dig. So they widened the rivers back up. That's what I see, like to debate the shift of heat on Earth. I think we did the most damage when we dropped the atomic bomb. So now how do you recover that? That like there's a lot that's there to look at when it comes to global warming. The Earth has been changing up its heat all the time. So. The glaciers made the thaw there, but they may be it may be colder like it is right now in Florida. So it may always shift. I'm not sure that 
it's only that, but I do feel that a major thing for us to figure out is the effects that we created with the atomic bomb on the overall atmosphere. Now there's things that we can do today, just like you said, with shutting down for the pandemic, how the earth recovered with pollution, the earth recovered with species that weren't there, all those things. So now how are we operating today, regardless of global warming, whether it's coming or not, how do we operate today that says we have to be better for the future to exist? That's it. It doesn't matter if it's global warming or not. We better do something better. We keep going in a negative way. We'll keep getting worse and worse in whatever way, whether that's breathing the air, uh, the rivers that that become polluted, the ocean, as funky as it is, the fish are starting to have eyes all over the place, different places. Like, we got to figure all that out to me. Like, that, that's just it. It doesn't matter if it's global warming or not. We got to do better. Like, at the end of the day, what's the truth of it? Things are moving in a negative direction. We got to do better. You can call it global warming or you don't call it global warming. We got to figure out how to make it better for us to stay here. All right. And this question wasn't on my list of questions to ask, but it is a question that's been concerned of, of voters. We have two people that are running for president. Like you said, one doesn't even show up. He, he is so arrogant. He's cocky. He's going to win. And chances are, you know, unless someone shows up and and stands up to the bully, he's probably going to win. Um, but either president, is there an age restriction, age limit? You know, I personally say we need to stop voting our grandfathers into um, seats of power because they they have a uh, mindset that doesn't project the, the future. They project the future based on the past and what they know, our young people. So we have an age limit of when you can run for president. I think that needs to be adjusted. But we have um, two individuals that are in the latter half of their life. Trump's a little younger than um, Biden. You. Am I wrong in my, my thinking? Should there be a cap on uh, how old you can as a president? Or am I wrong? Well, I'll say this. I, I Is there an age limit to play in the NFL? No. But if you're 80-something, you go play in the NFL, you might not make it. <laughs> right? Let's just get real about that. I can so, guarantee you I'm covering that dude. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So when I look at that, maybe there's more to it by saying, do they have the mental fortitude? Do they have the physical fortitude? Are they equipped to do it? Because you could be 140 20 years from 20 years from now, let's say they've created something that that shifts the body back. That's people don't know this, but I've already got it. That's why I keep turning the clock back on how I look. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say there is that, then saying that there's a barrier, I just actually, if the person can't remember their own stuff, and that's part of the way that we do it, we put these screens in front of them, let them read a screen. I'm going to stand up and talk because I can talk because yeah. I'm not, I'm not putting myself in, in a, I'm not getting ahead of my skis and rolling downhill. That's what's happening with these people. So if they can't do that, how do they go and talk to the guy in China or Russia or wherever they need to go talk to if they can't do it without a teleprompter. So I think we have to start looking at seeing the person for real for the, who the person is. And I don't think that's just on age. 
and in my in my humble opinion, the two people we that you just put on the table that are likely going to lead right now, if we were to start running right now today, they would lead. I'm not sure that they're equipped to lead it. Period. That's a, you got you got to look at it like that. It isn't an age thing because I, I I know there's plenty of people that are older that are sharp as sharp as tacks, right? So those aren't the people. They they actually probably eat differently. Their bodies look different. They they aren't tripping over their own two feet. They can run. They can do all these different things. We can figure that out without calling it age. We don't have to be ageisms. Because uh, there's some chiefs sitting on the res- reservation that would run run circles around these people. I agree. They are running their people in a way that says, "Hey, we're making choices. We are we are there. We've not diluted our brain from eating these sugars, drinking these alcohols, doing all these things that that have been done by these people that have deteriorated their brain." So, no, I don't think it's just based on age yet. Right now, we could say that just based on them, if that was the whole population. All right. I, I am going to say I think we covered a lot. And by my choice, we're a female candidate, the owner of the Marlins, because um, she's got a winning attitude. And she has developed a championship um, culture around um, her her baseball team. If I had to pick one female, she would be it. If I had to pick one male because of peace, you guys should be running together. You should actually reach out to her. And I think that's the the, um, the biggest mindset of someone running the um, the country. You got to have a winning attitude and develop a winning culture. We've got to bring uh, government into the team mentality. All right, you don't have to like like the quarterback, but you have to run the play that's being played. So we win, and um, we do need to bring um, our world together and stop sacrificing life for materialistic things or profit. We have to stop that because we're losing so many great minds, so many great inventors, so many great storytellers, so many great moms and dads, so many great friends, and so many people that would just make life a little bit easier, make it better. Sid, I thank you for coming on. This is not going to be the last time. Like I said, you're going to be a repeat until um, we get you to the point that your name is actually on the ballot. I hope that people that are listening to any of these podcasts has a little bit of a shift, if not as far as where your political alliance are, but where you're emotionally attached to the human race, because that's all I'm about is bringing people together and getting things done. And um, with that said, what do you want people to take away from this of your fifth interview? What would you like to leave the people with, Sid? If you've made it this far and you're still watching, I'm asking, I'm making a bold request. Send this to five people and and let them know that they can go to sidmcnary.com. We can get involved. Peace is possible. It's up to each of us doing the work that we need to do. So spread the word. Let's get this out there. And it's time to take our country back. Thanks. Peace. And again, Sid, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm very proud of you. I know I still don't know why you're running, but I understand why you're running. And to our listeners, I want to thank you for staying with an extended version of Talking Wit, W-I-T, Kevin and Son. If you like what you've heard and would like to be part of it, go to rmkproductions.org and go ahead and give us your comment or go to our YouTube page and subscribe and follow. 
RMK Productions and Network. Now remember this, I only surround myself with people with a high call to action. So if you subscribe or you follow, remember this, the people that follow and support this podcast are not the people that drive by an accident. They're the people that stop by to help. So if you're like-minded, then go ahead and subscribe and follow. But otherwise, we like the fact that people do listen and they do sharing. As Sid asked, Share this with five other people and then ask those five people that they feel the same way to share it and do that for 30 days. And with that said, my grandfather always said, when you get to a point in life that you can help someone else out, it is your duty to do so. Reach one, teach one. And with that said, we'll fade to black and we're out.